Now it's time for an interview with Australian hip hop R&B and indie artist Oshawa here to share a little bit about his process when creating songs and also about his latest single Midnight Lows, which we played a few shows back. But we're really excited to talk to him tonight, so let's give it up for Oshawa. Hi Oshawa, thanks so much for joining us here on Asian Pop Nation. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you? Not too bad. It's great to have you on the show. So I noticed that you only started creating music last year. Is that right? Yeah. um, So I picked up FL Studio in May and then had my first release in middle of June. Yeah, last year. That's quite quick. What sort of drew you to creating music during that time? Um, honestly, I think it was mostly like quarantine boredom. So one of my mates, uh, he was like fiddling around on Ableton. He's been producing for like two years now, maybe like just on and off. And we went on like a trip to his house down Southwestern Australia. And he brought like his laptop and he had Ableton on there. And like, as a, as a joke, he was like, oh, like, let's, let's make a song. So we downloaded like a random beat off YouTube, recorded whatever that was like it was just a really bad verse or whatever or a hook i don't really remember and I, we got back to perth and yeah i i haven't really had any musical experience like prior to that like i mean i tried like thinking like oh you know i dropped it after like a month i tried picking up drums and i dropped that after like a couple of months as well like i didn't really have any musical theory or any of that but i had friends that were really i guess in into their music one of them was like self-taught like piano guitar drums and the other was just like he's literally studying like music specials um at uni so i was just constantly like spamming them with questions and trying to figure stuff out and then yeah i think the internet as well really helped with that so i joined like a bunch of communities straight off the bat i just started asking questions to like pretty much everyone and anyone like how do i do this like what is this and yeah i just started started from there pretty much so what is it about using this platform that is i guess different to learning an instrument what is it that drew you in and made you interested for longer as opposed to back at school learning drums? Um, well, honestly, I feel like it's because people on the internet or people in the communities that I was in, they all have such different skill sets. Like one day I might be talking to someone who plays drums and only produces drum breaks. And one day I'll be talking to someone who raps or then someone who sings. Whereas like, I feel like at school it's like you choose what instrument you want to learn and that's what you do kind of thing. So, for example, my mate who who self-taught himself everything, it's it's people like that where I feel like I learned the most from. It's like they're not like technically sound, but because they've self-taught everything and they've learned everything, I guess, from other people, not the traditional way, they just have to know what sounds good and what doesn't. And I feel like that's like really important for me when I make music. And that's what I got from those communities as well. And how were these communities, how did they help you sort of make Midnight Lows? So... Long story about Midnight Lows. First off, I met the producer. I found his beats on YouTube. He has like a pretty good following, but like in my opinion, he should be a lot bigger. I was like, I really love your beats and I'd love to use this one, blah, blah. And on the other hand, I've also been working with my mate Roxy, who I met from one of the discords I'm in. He's been working with me since since May. So he's the reason I started releasing music pretty much. He was like, you got to release this. you got to put this out, blah, blah, blah. And he now like mixes my tracks for me. I have some input, but he's he's the one doing it. So having that connection with him and then just being able to reach out to someone online randomly and be like, hey, can we work? Like that's that's how Midnight Low started. 
yeah, I found the producer on YouTube. I've been working with the mixing engineer since May, and it was just a matter of getting the beat, actually the instrumental, working out melodies, writing to it, recording it, getting it mixed, and then, yeah, getting it mastered. Yeah, and where do you typically sort of draw inspiration for your music? What was it maybe that inspired Midnight Lows in particular? Midnight Lows in particular, the inspiration came, I was at like a Sunday night with some mates, and it got to like 11 p.m., which wasn't like too late. I was like, oh, like I kind of just want to go home for some reason. So I caught like a single Uber home. It was a really good night. And I was like having a really good time. And then as soon as I left my mates and I was alone, I was like, man, like I'm feeling not sad, but like I want to go back and like hang out. But obviously you can't hang out for like the entire night because you have stuff to do and you have to sleep. Blah, blah. I wondered like what this like feeling was. Like I didn't really know how to describe it. I was like, yeah, it's not like a sadness, but it's kind of like a like a middle ground. It was pretty much 12 a.m. and I was like, oh, I'll make a song about it. And then yeah, I wrote a song about Midnight Lows. So yeah, as with other music though, I always look at like my bedroom as inspiration. Like not what's in the bedroom, just the concept of my bedroom. Because I started off making lo-fi hip-hop and lo-fi music. And that's all very bedroom associated, like sounds and I guess, yeah, music people would listen to by themselves in their bedroom. So I always look at that first. Like, I try and make songs that people would want to listen to alone, not necessarily in a car or in a group. That's how I listen to the majority of my music in my room. <laughs> so is it mainly what you associate with the bedroom that kind of inspires? Very much so, because from the bedroom concept, there's sad, there's chill, there's happy, there's content. You can talk about the weather. There's yeah, I feel like, like my first song... I released was called Four Walls and it was literally about like quarantine pretty much. I feel like a lot of concepts that apply to me stem from my bedroom. So yeah, I try and keep it contained in that. And how did you know that feeling you were having in the Uber is called a midnight low? So when I got home, first off, I was in the mood to make music because I didn't want to sleep and I had nothing else to do. So I was like, oh, this is still in summer. So yeah, I literally had nothing to do. All my mates were still out, so couldn't talk to them online or whatever. Yeah, I started looking at beats on YouTube, and I still had that, like, middle ground sand feeling. Like, oh, like, I want to be with my mates, but I can't kind of thing. Not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I found the producer for Midnight Lows, and I found his instrumental. And I was like, I just started humming to it straight away. I really like how this sounds. And then I just started writing, and Midnight Lows is just what happened to rhyme. <laughs> that's That's... that's <laughs> literally how that lyric came to be was it's what rhymed so that's what's mm. and you mentioned a little bit about bedroom music and lo- lo-fi did you know that that was kind of the genre you wanted to lean towards how did your music taste kind of come to that so the first very first few songs i wouldn't really call them songs they were like yeah one minute pieces of me just like singing or rapping a verse or a hook or something they weren't by any means in the lo-fi genre that were like I don't want to say generic, but that like commercial rap, hip hop sound. And like, as I started, I guess, meeting more people, they were all like, you have a voice that doesn't have to be in that genre. Like, like you can make other genres, like other genres are on the internet, not just like hip hop and rap. And I started to realize that genre of music that I was initially making, one, I didn't like how it sounded. And two, it was really saturated. That being said, like there are a lot of good artists that, that come out of the genre from the internet that I met and that I've collabed with, but... I think I slowly realized I don't have to be just in one genre and I don't think anyone really has to be in one genre. And yeah, I met a lot of people that made lo-fi. I listened to a lot of lo-fi music myself. Usually they don't have vocals, the ones that I listen to. I listen to, yeah, lo-fi music without vocals because I feel like it's more chill. 
And I was like, oh, like this artist called Alfu. He was blowing up at the time as well from his TikTok song. I was talking to Roxy. I was like, oh, like what genre is that? I was like, oh, I'd call it like a lo-fi hip hop. And I was like, oh, I really like that sound. And yeah, that's just the first few songs that I was happy with to release um, were songs like that. Do you feel like you might be, I guess it's hard to anticipate, but would you imagine yourself changing genres again in the future? Or do you Definitely. feel comfortable in lo-fi hip hop? Definitely. So like with Midnight Lows, I personally consider it to be like an alt R&B hip hop track. I've also released like an emo rap track, two lo-fi songs. I've released Waste My Time. I think that was also like kind of alt R&B, but also still lo-fi. And then a song I'm working on at the moment is blending R&B with kind of hyper-pop. So yeah, definitely a lot of genre hopping, which I know like professional music people wouldn't like because it's easier to put artists into one genre because it's easier to market, promote, etc. But for me, like I'm just simply releasing what I like. There'll definitely be a lot of genre hopping and genre bending in the future. Yeah, looking forward to it. Going back to that idea of sort of writing and creating music in the bedroom, is there something that you feel you can't record or write songs without? It always has to be at some point, like after midnight. In, in During summer, like, and even now, I, I stay up pretty late. Most of the times because I want to stay up and I want to do things. So like I grew up my entire life staying up late, being a night owl, blah, blah, blah. And I'd always just waste my time on like YouTube videos or like TV shows, like anime or whatever, just like just consuming content basically. And as soon as I picked up music, that all changed. Like I just dropped everything, like gaming, I dropped TV shows, I dropped like everything. Instead, I just make music. Yeah, considering the way I've grown up, it's like, that's what I do now. Like after like 1am, I'll just be like looking through beats or listening to music or writing or recording something. But it always has to be my phone's away because no one's up at that time. I'm talking to people in America or in Argentina because of the time difference. For me to even collab with people that I want to collab, I have to be up past 12, past one, just to talk to them and just to get feedback. And I guess, yeah, that's that's definitely something that's consistent is it has to be a late night. Otherwise, I'm not making any music. Do you think that sort of influences the kind of songs you would write? Say, if you were to write in the day, would it sound different? Do you think? Def- definitely, yeah. So my issue is I've tried writing quote-unquote happy songs or at least like upbeat songs. And they always come out sad. Like no matter how hard I try, they always come out like, I show my mates, I was like, oh, like, is this like an upbeat like song? And they're like, no, like this is depressing. Like, I, yeah, that's, that's the one thing is like, I, I've tried so hard to write happy songs, but for some reason, I, me personally, I can't associate that upbeat sound with 4am. <laughs> like, um, and that's when I do most of my writing, I do most of my recording and my melodies. So it's like, yeah, I think <laughs> that's so that's so true. It's a good point. I think if I try to start and finish a song during the day, it'll sound completely different to the music that I normally make. This one's a bit of a different question, but I was going to talk about your cultural background. Does that yeah. sort of influence your songwriting in any way or does that have any role in your music? In the same way that I don't particularly want to fall into one genre, I don't want to particularly fall into one culture or background. For reference, my background is... I was born in Canada, so Mississauga, which is an hour or so away from Toronto. I grew up in South Africa, so I was living there for 12 years, from a baby to 12 years old. I moved to Australia in 2012 and spent my high school life here and my uni life here as well. But my ethnicity is Chinese, so <laughs> I don't look Canadian, I don't look South African, and I don't look 
Well, actually, Australia is becoming a lot more mixed. And yeah, so yeah, maybe I do look Australian, I guess. But obviously, like while I've been in South Africa and while I've been in Australia, like I've grown to love the culture here and in South Africa. But like in the same way that, yeah, I don't want to stick to one genre. It's like I don't want to be like all for, you know, a single culture. Mm. I want to be able to appreciate all types of cultures. And yeah, that goes for like the music I listen to and the music I make. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to experiment with or try in the future? I'm not sure if you're planning to dabble into mixing. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So ever since I picked up music, I've been trying to learn to produce. I took a production unit at uni. It was like a broadening unit. So I had like capacity to actually take it, which is good. So I picked up like basic production from that. But I'm always trying to learn, I guess, more and more. But that being said, like, when I'm making music, I'm usually recording and I'm usually mixing my vocals only and usually writing. So when there's time for production, hopefully like in the semester break or next summer, I'm definitely going to keep learning production. I don't feel like any of the things I've learned will, you know, be forgotten. So mm-hmm. yeah, production production is something that I really want to learn how to do to a high standard because I feel like if I have this, for example, I have this really good melody that I want to lay down and I can't find the instrumental that'll fit that melody it'd be so handy if I could just make the melody and make the production myself or produce the instrumental myself so yeah I'm definitely doubling down on recording and vocals but production is on the side and it is something that I'm interested in yeah can we perhaps expect maybe an upcoming another EP perhaps or are you working towards releasing an album or EP so with that I in the past week I've actually deleted my EP simply because I don't, I didn't like like half the songs on it. Do you know how I was saying like all oh, the first like few songs that I made were like in the hip hop commercial rap genre or like very grounded like emo hip hop. That was on my old mic. That was when I first started songwriting, when I first started recording vocals and like listening back to it. It's like if I was a listener and I heard the quality of mixing and mastering on Midnight Lows. So we separate my vocals. We heard just that. And then I had just heard the first few songs I released, I'd be like, uh, like maybe I don't listen to this guy because, you know, that, that was literally my thinking. I was like, uh, I wouldn't listen to these songs now knowing that, knowing of what I've made recently. Mm. That being said, I think it's good to show growth, but like those were literally my first few songs that I recorded full stop. So yeah, I just feel like it was dumb of me to release those back then because it's like, don't have to release everything you make whenever you make it. So yeah, in terms of an EP and a project, it sounds weird, but I've kind of set a goal. It's like if I break a million streams on Spotify, I'll start working on something bigger than a single. But mm. Up until then, I feel like knowing what I know now, releasing a single every two months or so or every month and a half is a lot more convenient and a lot more, what makes a lot more sense. It's easier to promote, easier to market. As an independent artist, I think, yeah, singles are kind of the way to go up until you have a decent following, so... Mm. Yeah. No, it's fair. Fair call. And I guess going to sort of your audience and listenership, what impact do you kind of want your music to have on those who listen to it? I often get messages from people or comments on YouTube. I'm being like, oh, like, I, I love listening to this. And I'd be like, oh, like, where are you listening to? And sure enough, they're listening like in their bedroom or like with headphones on by themselves. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that like, emotional artist who's like here to save lives and all that it's just like if people can relate to my music like i relate to music when i listen to it alone in my bedroom then that's the impact i want to have because i get a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment from listening to music by myself in my bedroom so 
I feel like if I can give that to people, then I'm happy. Yeah. And for my last question, I guess for any people who want to listen to more of your music, where can they find you? Right. So on Spotify and all streaming platforms, my appearance name or artist name is Oshawa. An easier to remember it is I literally took my name, Joshua, and I just removed the J. So if you know a Josh, you know how to get to my name. My Instagram and Twitter handle and all of that is all at Oshawa and then ha, like laughing ha, H-A. So O-S-H-U-A, H-A. That's pretty much on every single social media platform. And just a quick question. This just came to mind. Why Oshawa? Why did you decide to take the J out? Um, so I had a bunch of like joke artist names that my mates and I came up with. Because when I started making music, it, it wasn't um, to release music. It was just like for fun, something that I was like, oh, well, like, if I'm not taking this seriously, like, why don't I just have a not-so-serious name? And I was like, it'd be the most uninventive thing to just take the J out of my name, and that's it. And so mm-hmm. that's just what I did. I just <laughs> took the J out. It's so, like, it's simple as that. So do you think you would change it if you sort of decided to go down a more serious route, or you just kind of... The thing is, should- I've, I feel like I am now a more serious route, and people, I feel like they they like it. Like, people say, like... People I haven't met before are calling me like Osh and Oshi and, and Oshawa. And it's like, I kind of respond to it now like it's my name. So mm. no one's called me up on it being like, your name sucks or like whatever. So I honestly think I'm going to keep it. I don't, there's no other Oshawa really mm. on the internet, which is actually kind of insane to me. Yeah. Like, how has is, how is no one else thought to just take the J out of Josh? But <laughs> yeah, so I think I'll stick with it. Um, I'm pretty happy with it and it doesn't stray far at all from my own name. So, mm. yeah. Well, thanks so much, Ashra, for sharing that with us and also taking the time to talk to us today. No, thank you. This has been so fun. I'm really happy that um, I got the opportunity to be here.